0: Hey guys, thanks for joining the Radiate Church podcast today. I'm Brandon, the lead pastor here at Radiate, and I'm honored that you jumped in to hear this message. I hope that it challenges you, inspires you, and leads you to the life God intends. Enjoy the message. How many of you guys are excited to be here today? Come on, somebody. We're leading up to christmas is on the way christmas at radiate is on the way in just a few short weeks christmas day is on the way in just a few short weeks it's gonna be amazing i don't know if you had as much fun as i did i know i told the first service and and i'll tell you some of us i think the turkey the ingredient that makes us sleepy is still in our system all right i saw a friend of mine he said this he said to offset that we need to marinate the turkey in red bull I was like, that is actually a brilliant statement. That would have been amazing. Um, But uh, uh, anyway, we're excited that you're here today as we finish up our November to Remember series. If you want to follow with us, uh, if you have your Bibles, you can turn them in or on your Bibles to Matthew chapter 25. is where we're going to hang out today. If not, that's okay. It's going to come on the screens. Um, Just a few things that are coming up. We do begin a Christmas series starting next Sunday uh, leading up through Christmas. We're really excited about that. I want to invite you to invite your friends and family to be a part of Christmas at Radio coming up we want to really pack the house and, and and watch jesus be glorified throw jesus the proper birthday party anybody with me come on i don't think my five-year-old needs a better birthday party than my savior you know come on and uh so want to want to be there for that it's going to be an amazing time and um and want to ask you to continue praying for our heart for the house as uh, we're ending the year, and God is doing some amazing things. Pastor Travis has talked about that as we are praying about what God would have us to give above and beyond our tithe at the end of the year uh, for uh, four areas is where that offering is going to go. It's going to go towards a building fund. Uh, the church is not a building, but a building facilitates ministry. And we want to be able to build a building and uh, buy some property that is not just for Radiate Church, but it's for the Kershaw County area. It's for the entire community park indoor gym things like that uh, that people can come and be a part of in our community so that we can give back and be of value so uh, things like that um, building fund one print resource in 2019 we'd love to put out whether it's devotional or some kind of book like that um, a, a house campus uh, in 2019 as well somewhere in another city in another County, and then uh, we want to upgrade or radiate kids' rooms, because we value kids around here, and uh, we want to give them the best that we can give them, and so we just feel like it's time to do that, and we'd love to do that. So if you want to give to that, just continue praying with us over what God would have have you to give in the Heart for the House uh, series, uh, our giving campaign at the end of the year. So we've been in this series called November to Remember, right? And uh, it's been a November to Remember for five people, at least, who have publicly given their lives to Jesus in this series. <clears throat> That's incredible. We're in week four of this thing, and, and we've been through, uh, we've talked about life, but we've talked mainly about finances. Because here's the thing, and, and you hear that, and here's what most people do when they're sitting in church, and it's, it's financial series, and it's financial message. Oh, of course the church would talk about money. I think the church should talk about money more than Capital One should talk about money. You know, we'll listen to everybody else tell us how we should spend our money, how we should save our money, what credit cards we should get, all these other things. But when God in the Bible writes more about money than he does prayer and faith in the Bible, I think we should probably listen. Come on, don't get quiet now. Like I hadn't even said anything to offend you yet. Just calm down. You'll get there. You know, and like the whole thing is, is I think we need to get to a place To where we begin to listen to what God has to teach us about money. And and, and it's it's just like anything else in our spiritual lives. It's a journey. It's a journey of learning how to handle what God's given us. Uh, So first week we've talked about mindsets of of financial uh, prosperity or or, or financial blessing. Breaking some some mindsets and things like that. And and, and, um, uh, myths about the church and money and God and money. We've talked about that. The second week we talked about order. That there's a certain order in which God wants us to do things in. And and we talked about how when he was healing the girl that was seemingly dead on the the bed, and, and he says she was asleep, he only performed the miracle whenever the disorder walked out of the room. Many of us want God to bless our lives, but we're not working in the order that he wants us to. Come on. We're asking God, hey, make my budget grow, but I don't want to follow the order of finances that you set up in the kingdom. I don't want to do that you know what I'm saying and so God blesses order not disorder and uh, I actually believe disorder blocks blessing I really believe that Uh, the more that I'm in this last week we talked about an attitude of gratitude right and so how we're to be grateful for everything we have in life even when we're sitting around the Thanksgiving dinner table with that family member that gets on our nerves anybody with me praise God you won't say it because they're sitting next to you right now and that's okay no, uh, but an attitude of gratitude with everything we have. This week, I want you to write this down. Here's the title. I'm a funnel. I'm a funnel. It's weird. I know. Congratulations. Welcome to Radiate. That's just weird. Okay. I'm a funnel. Because here's the thing. Because this week, here's what I want to talk about. What happens when we get the first three things right? And if you've missed any of this series, I want to challenge you. Go back and listen to the first three weeks after you hear today. Because the first three weeks build to today, because here's the thing, I want to talk to you today about the fact that what happens whenever I get my mindset right, when I get the order right, and when I have an attitude of gratitude, then what begins to happen is we begin to develop this heart of generosity that God uses in a big way and in a great way. Now, don't turn me off today and don't not listen to me simply because you know that some of what we're talking about is finances, because I'm here to tell you, I don't care if you make $500,000 a year or $5,000 a year, we all need to learn what God has to say about us in our financial situation, right? We all need to learn what that means and what it looks like. And then I just want to declare something to you today that I believe that God has more for you in the financial department than you're currently living in. How many of you guys would receive that at any any point? That's just the bottom line. He has more for you financially than you're currently living in. Now, listen, don't walk out of here and go, he's one of those prosperity preachers. No, that's not me, but I'm also not a poverty preacher. I don't think God wants us walking around poor all the time. I just believe, here's what I know, and I say this boldly and confidently because I know this to be true, that everything God wants to communicate, everything God wants to accomplish in the world is sitting in the pockets of committed believers. Think about that statement. Let's, let's, let's narrow that in for a second, right? Everything God wants to do at Radiate Church and in Kershaw County is sitting in the pockets of committed believers. That's just bottom line. I, I, I know that for a fact because here's why. Because God never makes a promise that he hasn't already figured out how to make happen. Come on. Can I tell you something? You don't have the job you have because God wants you to sit at home and watch Judge Judy. Or Hot Seat or whatever those good ones are now. Right? That's not why you have a job, because there's something in you that God knows that he needs to resource. And a lot of times we can think, well, God's got something in me. It's just going to happen miraculously and fall in my lap, and it's just going to happen. No, it's not. It's going to take commitment. It's going to take stewardship. It's going to take prayer. It's going to take faith. It's going to take all of those things to happen, because here's the truth. Ministry always costs money. If you don't believe that, send in a budget meeting for Radiate Church one year. The truth of the matter is, this building costs money. The school isn't just like, oh yes, you just come and use it. We have to budget that in. We don't just go to the school district and say, hey, we'd love to have your, your football stadium. No, that costs money to rent whenever we do that. You know what I'm saying? Like if we ever want to go do a, 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 an outreach, guess what? It costs money to do. Just like if you want to be a CEO of a corporation one day, it's going to cost you money to get the knowledge, right? The teaching and the opportunity to get there. It's just going to cost money to do. I had a guy tell me this one time, a mentor of mine. He said this. He said, if you're not willing to pay for it, don't expect to get it. I was like, wow. And in the moment, you don't know the context of the conversation, but the context was this. I was talking about, how do I get to know what you know so that I can get to where God wants me to go? And he looked at me and said this. If you're not willing to pay to fly... If you're not willing to pay to drive, if you're not willing to pay to go sit under somebody for two or three days, and your dog tired because you got so much other stuff, if you're not willing to pay for it, you will not get it. And not only is finances and resources and money, but it's in time, it's in ability, it's in opportunity, it's in mindset, it's in education. Anybody with me? You know what I'm saying? Like we got to pay to play, if you will. And so I want to tell you today that everything God has for you to do in your life, He's already figured out how to resource it. We don't have to beg Him to give us the money. What we have to do is prove ourselves faithful. We have to prove ourselves faithful, and, and, and here's the thing, I want to I do it like this, because here's the thing, whenever we develop a heart of generosity, and the first three things, the mindset, the order, and the gratitude come into place, and we develop this heart of generosity, what begins to happen is now, when we become generous, we can meet needs of people that we encounter, right? We can, we can do things no matter what. And I, I want to show you an example of a funnel, right? Whether you're changing the oil in a car, whether you're baking a cake, whatever you're doing, sometimes a funnel is needed. I have no idea why a funnel is needed in the kitchen, but I've been told that it's needed in the kitchen, okay? And so whatever you need a funnel for, here's what the purpose of a funnel is. I have a lot of something that needs to go into a specific area, and I have to pour it in the top and position the funnel in the area that I want it to pour out of. Are you with me? And so I want to tell you something, you and I are funnels and God moves us to where we need to go so that he can pour his infinite blessing, his infinite resources, his infinite love, his infinite grace, his infinite glory. He can pour everything he has for us in and go, all right, now I need you to pour out here. The problem is, is many times we plug up the bottom and so we can't pour out, but we're asking him to pour in. And in 2 Kings chapter 4, one of my favorite messages and and, and favorite stories of all time, we're preaching a series on it next year, is this. Whenever the woman with the widow, uh, the widow with the oil in the jar, she goes and he says, Get all the jars you can get. She's filling up empty jars with oil. The oil doesn't stop flowing, except for when every jar she has is full. Why? Because God will never pour his blessing on the floor. Many of us are blocking and not wanting to pour out what God is pouring in. But we're asking God to continue pouring in. And he's going, why would I? You're already full and you won't pour anything out. You can sit right there until you learn to be generous. And for some of us, it's not just finances. It's ability. It's opportunity. It's mindset. It's love. It's forgiveness. It's grace. It's serving. Whatever it is, it's all over the place. We are funnels. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm a funnel. I'm a funnel. You guys are offended already this morning. That's okay, though. Because the thing is, is like when God goes, hey, at some point, God said, it is time for me to change the trajectory of Kershaw County. Let me move Radiate Church over here and I'm going to pour finances and love and ability and talent and opportunity and mindset and leadership and all these things in here. If Radiate Church will keep pouring out, I'll keep pouring in. But I need it in Kershaw County. How many of you know, when we understand that we're a funnel, Kershaw County never has to be the same again. Elgin never has to be the same again. Your family never has to be the same again. Your finances never have to be the same again. Your work never has to be the same again it can all change because of what's pouring out are you with me because of what's pouring out i want to read to you real quick matthew chapter 25 and 19 through 29 and it's a parable and i want you to understand something when jesus is teaching a parable he's not telling a story it's not story time with jesus he's trying to teach a principle He's trying to teach a principle. In fact, in in Scripture, it says it this way, that when Jesus teaches a parable, he's teaching a kingdom principle to everybody so they can understand it. When he goes deeper into kingdom knowledge, he's teaching to the people that are committed to him. So when he's teaching this, he's talking to a broad spectrum of people, some people that aren't even committed to him yet, some people that don't even believe that he's Jesus, some people that don't believe he's the Son of God, all these things. He's talking to them. And in verse 19 through 29, I want to read that with you today. If you're ready, say, "Yeah." yeah! Here we go. I like it. It says this, now after a long time, the master of those slaves came and settled accounts with them. The one who had received the five talents came up and brought five more talents, saying, Master, you entrusted me five talents. Where are you at? Master, you entrusted five talents to me. See, I have gained five more talents. Verse 21, his master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You are faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of your master. Verse 22, also the one who had received the two talents came up and said, Master, you entrusted two talents to me. See, I have gained two more talents. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Enter into the joy of the master. And then all of a sudden things shift in verse 24. And the one... Also, who had received the one talent came up and said, Master, I knew you to be a hard man reaping where you did not sow and gathering uh, where you scattered no seed. And I was afraid and went away and hid your talent in the ground. See, you have what is yours. In other words, he brought the one talent that the master gave him back to him. Verse 26, but his master answered and said to him, You wicked, lazy slave. You knew that I reap where I did not sow, and gather where I have scattered no seed. Then you ought to have put my money in the bank, and on my arrival, I would have received my money back with interest. Therefore, take away the talent from him, and give it to the one who has the ten talents. For to everyone who has, more shall be given, and he will have an abundance. But from the one who does not have, even what he does have shall be taken away. I want to talk to you about three things today, about the heart. Of generosity and what Jesus is teaching us here about the kingdom of God, not just about the kingdom of God, but about finances in our lives. The first one is this, is that God trusts us with what he gives. God trusts us. So here's the thing, whenever I'm uh, pouring something in a funnel, at first I have to believe and trust that it's going to work. You know what I'm saying? So I'm pouring something in and I'm going, okay, this is going to work. It doesn't matter what it is. I believe it's going to work. When you walk out of here today, you're going to put your key in the ignition of your vehicle. You're going to turn it and you're going to trust that it's going to work. You want to know what trust looks like? Drive over a bridge on your way home. You trust that the pillars are going to hold the bridge as you drive a several ton vehicle over, the car, over that bridge and other cars are all around you. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you're going to trust when you get home and you've had a long day, hard day today. You get home and you're ready for a hot bath or a hot shower tonight. You turn the hot water on. You're going to trust that the hot water's there. Why? Because you trust that it's going to happen. It's the same way when God gives, he doesn't ever give without trusting first. See, the, the, the finances that we have, the job that we have, the resources that we have, the opportunities that we have, the abilities, the gifts, the talents that we have. Can I tell you something? When you were given those before the foundations of the earth, as Ephesians said, we were created intricately and strategically before the foundations of the world. When we were given those things, God trusted us to do something with them. God trusts us with what he gives us. And, and here's the thing. God never gives without trusting, but God always expects a return. Can I tell you something? Listen to me. God will never give to you and just look at you and go, sit on what I gave you. Just sit on it. You don't have to worry about doing anything else. Here's the thing. We've got to earn trust with God. We've got to show God he can trust us. God is the kind of father, right? Here's how I know that whatever's in you, God has already made happen in resources. Here's how I know. What good father would look at at a son or a daughter and say this? Hey, there's something great in you, but you need to go figure everything out on your own. Here, I'm kicking you out of the house. You have no place to stay. You have no money. You have no food. You have nothing, right? Some of you have been in that, and you know how lonely that feels. God is not that father. God looks and goes, I put something in you. I've called you to do something. It is great. It is fantastic. It is powerful. It is amazing. The truth of the matter is, I've already made it happen somewhere down the line. You don't have to beg me to do it. I just have to get you there. Are you with me? God trusts us. Isn't that that awesome? Whenever God looks at us and He goes, I'm trusting you with what I have to put it in the right order. I'm trusting you with the $10,000 a year job or the $100,000 a year job. I'm trusting you to do it the right way, in the right order, in the way that I've asked, in the way that I've commanded, so that the blessing can flow with you. You're a funnel. You are not your own creator. I don't care how hard you work, and I don't care how hard you've been at it, how long you've been at it. The truth of the matter is, you did not create anything that you have in your life. God is looking at us sometimes, and I believe sometimes we're looking at God and going, Please bless me, please bless me, please bless me. And He's going, I have. I have. You got breath, you got a house, you got a vehicle, you got a good job, your kids are paid for. Uh, I mean, your kids get to eat. If you're paying payments on your kids, We got another conversation to have. (laughs) Your kids can eat. They got diapers. I've blessed you. The problem is, is you think you created all that. You think you created all that. And the truth is, God trusts us with all of that. Can I tell you something? Listen, the kids that you have, God's trusting you with them. God didn't give you your kids so you can neglect your spouse. God gave you your kids so that you could show them what it means to love somebody. And to put them in the bow and point them in the right direction. That's for the parenting series next year. I don't know why I went there. (laughs) But the truth is, seriously, we're a funnel. And everything he puts in love, forgiveness, grace wouldn't it be something if we were funnels of love everywhere we go? What? I read, uh, how many of you guys went Black Friday shopping? Yeah, I did too. I'm sorry. (laughs) I did too. But I got a lot of Christmas taken care of on that one. And see, here's the thing. I read an article the other day where there were like five people shot in South Carolina over things. I'm sorry, there ain't nothing worth that. There was somebody that had a knife pulled on them in Sandhills on Black Friday. What if I looked and I said, you know what, I'm a funnel of love. in that 4K TV... <laughs> Ain't worth all that. Let me be a funnel of love. What if we looked at God and said, Hey, over there, and God said, Hey, over their head today, they need a lot of love in their life because they're going through something nobody knows anything about. I'm going to pour it in and I'm going to expect you to pour it out. Don't stop up the blessing. Don't stop up the blessing. God trusts us is the first thing. The second thing, as we look into verses 21 and 23, and I I really want to kind of hit this for a while today. Verses 21 and 23 is this, is that stewardship, write this down, stewardship brings God joy. Stewardship brings God joy. And at the end of verse 21, it says, You were faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. If you've been in church and you've heard anybody talk about money, you've heard that part of the scripture. And then it says, Enter into the joy of your master. And then you go to verse 23. It says the same thing. Well done, a good and faithful slave. You were faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. And then he says, Enter into the joy of your master. And all of a sudden, it hit me and it changed something about me. And here's what it changed. It changed that whenever I'm good and I'm a good steward and resource, I'm a good funnel of what God gives me, he is... in. He, he, i can enter into the joy into the happiness of god how many of you know the truth of the matter is people will tell you you can't make god sad i disagree with that because everything jesus teaches is a principle and a promise and so what that means to me is that there are some things i can do you can't tell me that if i choose to walk away from the grace and the love of god then i'm not making him sad his whole desire and purpose and being is for my heart and my spirit to be connected to his. If I walk away from that, he's going to be grieving over that. If I look at him and I go, hey, do you know what, God? Joy is brought to you when I'm a good steward and I bring a return back. God expects, I want to tell you something nobody else will tell you. God expects what he gives you to come back with interest. God expects there to be a return. When God birthed Radiate Church into my heart, he didn't look at me and go, hey, go to Kershaw County and don't do anything. Like start with six people and let it be six people. I don't even think God is looking and going, hey, you're ending 2018 with 400, 450 people. If you end 2019 at that, we're good. I think he's looking at it going, all right, you got an investment of 450 people. Next year, there better be a return on that investment because it brings me joy. I think this is God saying, it brings me joy whenever you're a good steward of what I've given you. He looks and he goes, but some of us get caught up on this. Well, he got ten talents or five talents, and he got two talents. I only got one. I think part of the reason the man with one talent didn't do anything with it wasn't just because he was afraid of the master, it was because he was comparing himself to the other two guys. Well, they've got more to risk. I mean, they can just, if they risk one and lose it, they still got four more. I've only got one. If I risk one and I lose it, then I lose everything. And here's the truth of the matter. I don't care if he gave you a talent that will allow you to never be on a stage with a microphone. How you use it determines the the return that comes back on it. I don't care if he gave you um, a talent that puts you on the stage. How you use it determines the, the return that comes back on it. I'm fortunate enough to where God has asked me and, and, and blessed me to have a microphone on a stage in front of hundreds of people to affect counties all over the state and do all kinds of things. I'm, I'm blessed for that. I am blessed and I'm honored, but I'm telling you something. The way I use it determines the, investment, the return that comes back on the investment. Wouldn't it be a shame for me to walk up to God at the end of my life, for you to walk up to God at the end of our life, and go, hey, I know you gave me a talent to serve. I know you gave me a talent to love. I know you gave me all the resources in the world to change that county, but God, it's just me. I sat on it because I didn't want to lose it. Can I tell you something? As long as it's covered in the blood of Jesus, it will never be lost because He redeems lost things. That is what He does, and He will always give back. Risk it. Use it. Take an opportunity to step out of the stinking boat and stop sitting back and using the excuse of, I'm scared. Don't be scared. He's a loving God. He's an understanding God. He's an embracing Father. Get out and do what He's asked us to do with what He's given us. He wants. He expects action. Nothing about the kingdom is stagnant. In fact, stagnant things stink. Go fill up a bucket of water today and go check it on December 31st. It will stink. If there's no movement in it, it sits there and it grows mold and it grows uh, uh, mildew and it smells terrible. Why? Because movement makes things stay. I mean, uh, stagnation makes things stay where they are instead of movement makes them go forward. Come on. Don't let the enemy scare us into this. And he says this. He says, if you're faithful with what? little you'll be blessed with what much we heard that scripture and we know that and here's what many of us think and i did for a long time many of us think this well if i go out and i do what i'm supposed to do one time then i should deserve the blessing of it that's not faithfulness that's just obedience obedience is powerful obedience is great in fact the bible says obedience is greater than sacrifice obedience we always need to listen to the god we always need to hear what he has to say but can i tell you something we can't look and go hey god you know what the pastor was talking about getting things in order and he was talking about financially i took the 90 day tithe challenge two weeks ago i've tied two weeks god where's my where's my money where's my check god where's my blessing i see it all the time god you know what let's take money out of it okay let's take money out of it because some of you guys are like i don't like that he's talking about my money let's talk about our marriage God, He said that I needed to do this, and the pastor was talking, and it hit me hard, and I, I felt it. I felt it in the moment, and I needed So I took my wife on, on a date, God. It's been the first time in a long time I brought her flowers, and she dressed nice, and I dressed, dressed nice, and, and we went to Ruth's Chris, and we did these things, and, and we went out, and it was nice, and it was fun, and we, the kids were asleep when we got home, and that night was mmm. They're married. If you don't want your kids hearing that, we got an amazing kids program right down the hallway called Radiate Kids. You can check them in pre-service, it's amazing. Right? We got home, you know what I'm saying? And like, like it was like we were newlyweds all over again, Pastor. And like, God, now this week it's hard again. Where's the blessing of it? God, I was obedient. Yeah, you were obedient, but if you're faithful. What is faithfulness then Pastor Faithfulness is consistent obedience. Yeah. Consistent obedience. Obedient or faithfulness is going. You know what you know what God I don't know where this money's going to come from but I'm committed to paying my first 10% every week. God, I don't feel like it, but I'm going to be the husband I'm supposed to be this week. God, I don't feel like it, but I'm going to be faithful in my devotion time. God, I don't feel like it. The thing is is and when we're faithful with the little things, God will always bless us with much. Right? I used this example in the first service, and I'm going to embarrass him again. Uh, uh, Pastor Chris right here has an amazing, amazing talent and opportunity uh, that to lead people in worship. He does a great job with that. He leads an amazing Radiate worship team that is the best in town. Can we give it up for those guys? Come on. Somebody. And he's got an opportunity to lead those guys. Can I tell you something? If he's not faithful with 400 plus God may never bless him with the stage of 5, 10, 20,000 people. Listen, let's get it back to finances. If I'm not consistently obedient with 10,000, why should he ever trust me with 100,000? Let me put it to you like this. You know that cheap toy that you got your child that they broke within two weeks? And every time you buy them something nice... This is where the phrase comes from. That's why we can't ever have nice things around here. You go out and buy something, they break it. They break it. They break it. Here's what I tell my son, right? He loses everything. Everything. He, I got him a Nintendo DS last year. He left it laying on the floor. I about stepped on it one day. I took it and I hit it because I told him. I said, you need to learn how to put this thing where it's supposed to go before it gets broken. I took it and hit it secretly he was looking for it for three days. Wouldn't say nothing to daddy about not being able to find it. I knew exactly where it was at, because I about broke my ankle on it. Right? And here's what I told him when I gave it back to him. I looked at him and I said, until you can learn to take care of this, I can't buy you anything nicer. We will teach our kids that lesson all day, but when God tries to teach his kids that lesson, he's being mean. Why should he ever give us nicer things, better things? Why should God ever trust us? Can I be real and put it in the aspect of Radiate Church? Why should God ever trust us with a multi million dollar building that's going to benefit the community if we're not faithful with the school that he lets us have today? Why should God ever trust us with more people when we won't even invite the people we're connected to now? Come on, somebody. Don't get mad. Why, why should God ever trust us with more talent on the stage when we take for granted the ones that are up here now? Right? Faithful, it, what I'm trying to get at is this. It's not just money, but it is money. It's talent, it's opportunity, it's people that are, finding, uh, that are, uh, that are um, voices in our life. It's all these things in our life that we have to be faithful with. Consistent obedience is the key. Can I tell you, the? I just want to let you in on something about your pastor. There's a prayer that I pray every single day. And I'm going to be real honest. Sometimes I pray it and it's empty. Sometimes I pray it and it's in passing. And it's because I know I need to pray it and I'm supposed to pray it. And I don't even take time to hear God on it. But here's what I pray. I say, God, this is your church. You tell me what I need to do today. And sometimes, and sometimes. For more often than I'd like to admit, I will go and still try to make things happen on my own after praying that prayer rather than sitting back and going, God, tell me what to do. Consistent obedience means I have to stop long enough to go, God, what do you want me to do? And sometimes God will just look at us and go, you already know what to do. You don't need to ask me, just go and do it. We know we should be in prayer. We know we should worship. We know we should tithe. We know we should give generously. We know those things. The truth of the matter is, often we need God to just slap us upside the back of the head and go, I've already told you, let's go. Anybody with me today? Is this helping anybody? Yes, Faithful with little, blessed with much. It makes God happy whenever we're generous. It makes Him joyful. And then, the third thing is in verses 28 and 29. It's really interesting to me. Is that is this, that God gives to those who give. God gives to those who give. I want you to hear that today. Some of the wealthiest people I know, and I know some wealthy people, are also some of the most generous people I've ever met in my life. But also some of the uh, people that don't have the most, that we wouldn't consider wealthy, are also some of the most generous people I know. Here's why. They both have one thing in common. Everything they hold is held with an open hand. Because they understand the first three parts of this entire series. I have to have a mindset of God's blessing. I have to have it all in order. I have to be grateful for what I do have. If it's 10,000, if it's 100,000, if it's a million, it doesn't matter. Because the truth of the matter is it's not mine. Can I tell you, it's really hard to grasp something when my fist is closed tight, isn't it? Listen to me. Not only is it hard to grasp something, but it's also hard to let go of something. You know why so many of us would... Re- or I say us. You know why so many people would rather sit in a chair than get up and do something earlier than the service that they want to attend on Sundays? Because this is my time. And this is... I don't feel like it. And this is my opportunity. And I got that. I'm not even going to church today. That pastor upset me, and I got all the excuses in the world because we're holding our time with a closed fist. Can I tell you something? Every hour you have, listen to me, I need you to hear this today because it's not just about money, it's about life. The truth of the matter is every hour we have to breathe is not ours, and you are not entitled to it. I want to hold it with an open hand. And if God looks at me and He says, I need you to get rid of yourself for 30 minutes and go see somebody and pray over them, then guess what? I need to get rid of myself for 30 minutes and go see somebody and pray over them because I'm just a funnel. But I'm a funnel God trusts. I'm a funnel that God wants to give more to. And I'm a funnel (laughs) that God will pour into if I pour out. Here's what I know about God. The more I give, the more he gives. The more I give, the more he gives. Do you know why? Because it goes in the cycle of now he can trust. The more love and forgiveness I give them, the more they're giving out. The more opportunity I give to them, the more they give out. The more grace that I give, the more that they pour out. The more finances that I give, the more that they pour out John's going to tell you more about this in just a moment but at the end of the service we have an angel tree out there of 19 kids that we were given on the spur of the moment that they said look they're not going to have Christmas unless somebody takes care of them you know what Radiate Church said man give them here we got some generous folks in our church that's pouring out It's pouring out When the hurricane hit in North Carolina, I stood up one week and I said, hey, give what you can give. Just in one week, just give what you can give. I know it's a sacrifice. I know the holidays are coming up. Just give what you can give. We gave over $500 to families that needed it in North Carolina that we'll never even meet. The more we give, or the more we pour out, the more he can give. And I want you to hear that, this part of it too. Because this is the part we want to forget about. The man that sat on his talent, the master did one thing to him. He took what he had and gave it to somebody that would get an investment. Hear me. He took what he had. He took it away from him and said, you won't even have it. You can't even have it in your possession because I don't trust you with it. And I'm giving it to somebody that I trust because I know that they'll put, invest investing in something and there will be a return on the other side of it. God always expects a return and I'm here to tell you something. The most generous people will always be given more because there's always people that would rather hold on to it with a tight fist and then we want to say, God, why are you punishing me? And he's knowing I'm not punishing you, you were never faithful. And I can't trust you with what you got. When you show me that I can trust you with what I've given you, then I can give you more. Can I tell you something? Listen, the order of tithe and generosity is it has nothing to do with the amount of money you give. It has everything to do with the heart posture that you have. Obedience. I'm a funnel, I'm just a funnel. God, if I make $100 this week, that $100 is yours, and you get to tell me what to do with it. First thing I have to do with it is give 10 But when you tell me to do with another 90 I don't know. I didn't share this story in the first service, but I'm going to share it here. I was sitting with a gentleman in our church this week. Sitting, talking to him. We were just hanging out, talking a little bit. And he told me something. He said, and it got me concerned at first, if I'm going to be honest with you. He said this. He said, he said I just started a new job. And he said, and I, I told God, I said, I'm, I'm not going to tithe. And I was like, hmm, how'd that conversation go? And he said this. He said, I'm not going to tithe. I'm going to, I'm going to give 20% instead of 10 And so he gives us 10%. And then he takes the other 10% and he gives it to a, I think he's been giving it to the building fund here at the church. But he gives it to this house because this is the house he calls home. Listen, you know what he told me? He said, I've got more work right now on contract than I can complete through the end of December and I'm booking up for the first six months of 2019 and I've done no marketing and I've done nothing different than what I did before but God is coming through because I told him I wasn't stopping at 10%. (laughs) It's order. It's generosity. So I'll do what I got to do to give what I got to give to get where I got to get to do what God's got to do. So I just want to challenge you today. Here's the thing. I'm not here, like some of you are like, hey, I know he's going to ask me to pull out my checkbook and my credit card here in a minute. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm going to ask you to pray about what you want to do because that's a you and God thing, not a me and you thing. If you want it to be a me and you thing, I got millions of dollars worth of vision. We can talk about that. It's a you and God thing. But here's what I want to pray over you today is that God would develop within us a heart of generosity, that I'll be generous, all with an open open hand. Hold everything I've got: time, talent, opportunity, resources, finances, family, wife, kids, whatever it is. Friendships, I hold it with an open hand because God can give and He can take away anytime He wants it. Because it's all His anyway. And isn't it comforting? because this is a challenging message and I understand that but isn't it comforting that the God of the universe trusts us so much that he gives us these things and the only thing he asks in response is faithfulness right so if you could just bow your heads with me today because I just want to pray over us that God would develop in us a heart of generosity not just financially including financially but also in every way shape and form Father, I pray in this moment, in this day, right now, God, that you would allow us to be funnels. That, God, where you've called us to be, what you've called us to do, that you'd continue pouring into us, direct the funnel where it needs to go so that we can pour out to where you want it to go. God, I pray that in this moment, in this day, that you'd develop in us a heart of generosity. Let us live out the first three things, a mindset of blessing, God the right order, an attitude of gratitude. And God, at the end of that, let us be funnels at all times that you can funnel things through, not just to. God, I I pray right now that something is shifting in so many hearts, that we would generously give love we generously give grace we generously give other opportunities we generously give forgiveness we generously give finances we generously give whatever it is that's in us that you've given us which is everything that we would generously give that and we will watch you give above and beyond anything else and God I honor you not because you give but because you trust us and you don't have to But you chose us that call Radiate Church home to be the lighthouse in Kershaw County. But God, you called us individually to be the lighthouse at work and at home and in our relationships. And God, that is what we want to be generous with. God, I just pray that you'd lead us and guide us and let us follow you with all we have. In your name we pray. Amen. Come on, church. If you believe that, say amen this morning. We're so glad you joined us today at the Radiate Church podcast. If God is impacting your life through this ministry in any way, let us know. Send us an email at youmatter@radiatechurch.net at radiatechurch.net to share how God is working in your life. Join us in reaching others by investing today at radiatechurch.net slash give. Also, if you haven't already, subscribe to this podcast so that you can receive weekly messages delivered right to your phone. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time.